something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. in the middle of life's messes. Hot, happy, mess. I'm Ziri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy, Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> What's up? Welcome back to Hot, Happy, Mess. It's Wednesday, if you're listening to this on Upload Day, so happy Wednesday, and if not, then just thanks for listening anyway. Uh, today is a super fun, very chill, laid-back group chat segment slash entire episode. I've got two of my girls with me and we are talking all about love and relationships. Uh, This was originally supposed to be recorded around Valentine's Day, but I mean, and it didn't happen until a little bit later. And now it's probably April when you're listening to this. Um, So what's up? Uh, I've got Carissa and Veronica on the convo with me today. Um, Let's kick it off with Veronica's the OG. So you guys are familiar with her. So Veronica, really quickly, just tell everyone who you are, what you do, how we know each other. Hey guys, it's Veronica. So happy to be back. Um, Zuri and I also go way back, what, 10 plus years we are just having this conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, That story's already been told, so we'll leave it at that. But I am a jewelry designer. I am in Brooklyn, New York. Um, yeah, happy to speak with you guys again and to see you guys do pretty faces. Thank you for coming back for season two. It's been a year since we started this, almost a year and a half now. And for those of you who are just joining for the first time in season two, Veronica is saying that we already talked about the fact that we used to be in a girl group together and we absolutely hated each other and only became friends after the girl group disbanded, which might have been a gift for the world. I keep it short because I'm still not sure if Zuri wants me to discuss that. I'm always I don't mind like, it. Should I know. I not, should I not? Like, I appreciate it. In the bag or out of the bag. <laughs> I've just embraced it as a part of who I am as a person now. So it's a part of my truth. Um, I also have one of my really close friends. You may have seen her and myself together back in our E! days where we first met on E! News. Now she is doing her thing, killing it in Nashville. She's going to tell you all that cool stuff. Carissa, how are you, my love? Hi, so good to see you. I miss your pretty face. I'm Carissa Coloner. I live in Nashville. I'm a co-host of CMT's Hot 20 Countdown. And yeah, I used to be the host on Daily Pop on E! and also co-hosted E! News about a hundred times with Zuri as well. <laughs> so yeah, we are back from LA and I, I miss you, my friend. I know. For for a small amount of time, I held out hope that you were just going to like 
head to, you know, Mizzou, do the Nashville thing for five seconds to come back. But I was like, as soon as Carissa touches down in the freaking Midwest, she's it's not where coming I'm meant to be. Oh, I know. So I do miss the beach you. and I miss my friends and family in LA, but no, I'm, I'm meant to Girl, be in this neck of the woods. You've got an awesome job. You've got your family <laughs> close to your family. The cost of living is... It's got to be a little better than L.A., right? Oh, yeah, it's Maybe much better. The taxes, girl. Oh, the taxes. It's the saving <laughs> grace. <laughs> oh, well, I'm happy you're happy. Um, and I'm excited to catch up with you. We're legit catching up for the first time in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. So we're just going to do it while recording. <laughs> Sounds so good. To I'm used off, to it with you, right? <laughs> exactly. I kind of feel like we're just back on set together and we're right. going live in five minutes. Um, and I have no idea what we're talking about on today's <laughs> show, but we're going to wing it. Fuck it. We'll and you do know it what? Live. That feels all. So familiar as well. (laughs) I know. know. It works for me. Uh, Okay, so rapid fire uh, top three. Uh, First up, best thing that's happened to you so far this year. Carissa, go. Best thing that's happened to me is I got a home, my first home. Uh, You know, I've always wanted to be a homeowner and it finally happened in Nashville. My family is here. Uh, I've got an amazing job that I absolutely love and adore everyone there and everything I do about it. So honestly, like just this whole year has been freaking cloud nine year for me already. Like it's just all the things are coming together finally this year. Finally, finally, finally. You're glowing. The hair is fabulous. I'm like, did you just come from set? I would love to lie to myself and say you did this for the podcast, but I know that just can't be true. Oh, I did. Girl, (laughs) I did this all for you. All for you. And it's... It honestly took about four minutes. So How did you pull that off? Well, because I did get ready yesterday. Oh, thank you. Well, I did it yesterday, so I didn't... I just had to basically do a touch-up situation. Okay, okay, got it. That, I do that often. I just like go to sleep in everything that they put on me and hope that it looks halfway decent the next morning. Okay, well, 100%. you look fabulous. I'm honored. Uh, Veronica, what's the best thing that's happened to you so far this year? So I'm in the same boat as Carissa. Except I'm a little scared. Um, I just got a new job. I moved back to my hometown, which is New York City, and I got my first apartment by myself in the city. So um, it's exciting, but I'm also like, very shook. Like, I'm nervous. I'm scared about this. But it's oh, me too. a new chapter. And we'll see what happens. You're going to do great, sweetie. I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to visit and lounge casually all over your shit. And, like, just basically do what you did at my house all the years ago. You've evolved as a house guest since then. But she would just be like, where are the crackers? I need champagne. And I'm just like, I have to go to work today. And probably, no, you will have all the things. There will be champagne on pond entry for sure. Lovely, lovely. Thank you. I'm glad to hear it. Um, the best thing that happened to me so far is I found a therapist that I really, really like. Like oh, that is amazing. not an easy thing. And it, I've been in therapy this entire time. So that's saying a lot. I had one I loved um, and have been kind of on the hunt for one that feels right ever since. Um, and you know how you're telling someone your business and you're hoping they can give you answers, but you start to feel like, okay, this is just a waste of my time and your time mm-hmm. and my money. And I'm just going to keep talking to you every week and hoping I get a breakthrough. I'm probably not going to get anyone else. Yes. Every time. I've yet to find one that I actually felt like I really clicked with. Yeah. It's so hard. And you hate starting over telling your life story to all these random people. (laughs) It's just like, fuck it. I'll just figure it out myself. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's what I end up doing. And then then I go by six months. I'm like, I really need to talk to someone. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I just needed a listening ear. Uh, well, I finally found someone who was a listening ear, and she's also so smart and so sharp, and she applies like so much technical jargon, which I just get off on. Like I just, I'm like, oh, talk attachment style to me. <laughs> Tell me about my childhood trauma and issues. Um, so she's just like really sharp, and I feel like I'm learning, not just talking, not paying someone to listen to me and nod and ask an occasional rhetorical question. So that was really good. Um, What song do you currently have on replay? We have to start with you, Carissa, because, you know, country music host. Well, this isn't because of me. It's because of my kids. They're obsessed still with Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. It's that Fancy Like Applebee's on a date night. You know, the one that's like literally huge. And my kids are literally like, oh, what the Applebee song, what the Applebee song. <laughs> so we constantly uh-huh. are singing that song. Um, yeah. But on another note, uh, that's one that they love. I actually really love Russell Dickerson's Home Sweet. And that's just like okay. another sweet song, too. It's kind of about like a whole couple that and I think it's because it's so reflective of, of where I'm at in life right now, because it's like, you know, you meet the person, you get the the marriage, the house and then. mine went a little out of order they got the house and then the babies I had the babies and then got the house but nonetheless I still feel like it's you got uh, them both you got it all yeah it's all finally all coming together and it kind of really it's just a sweet song I like that okay I'm gonna have to try that one Veronica what's your favorite what's your go to right now so right now it's actually I don't even know how to say her name Nell Widmer she's a French artist Nell Widmer I have no idea but it's called Corday Sensible. I'm butchering this. Corday Sensible. What's happening? First of all, I'm trying to learn French. So I'm like, okay, this might be a good way to learn. And also, I'm so over like any kind of like mainstream music right now. So I don't know what she's saying. It sounds great. I just want to hear good music. I don't want to hear any lyrics and I'm annoyed or bothered. I just want to hear yeah. good music. And so I love her. I hope okay. it's Nell Widmer. Okay, got it. Um, that reminds me, there's a song, it's not my go-to right now, but it's called um, Giselle. It that sounds familiar. Carissa, don't just lie to my face. Like, no, it sounds familiar. <laughs> I feel like I've heard <laughs> it. Maybe. <laughs> okay, or well, you're making it sound good. Yeah, it sounds good. It sounds like a jam I'd listen to. And I just okay, said jam, like I'm 85. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I don't know if that's giving radio music DJ or mom of two from Columbia or from Missouri. <laughs> Combination there. Combination. <laughs> that's my jam. Oh, no, we got another really jam here on 99.3. <laughs> Coming up, our favorite segment, That's My Jam. <laughs> Call in with your jam. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so now that I'm fully convinced that Chris and I still have to host our joint daytime talk show one day, (laughs) Veronica, you can come in and talk about the single life and being sexy in the city Um, because I'm just sitting at my house looking at my walls and playing with my dog for the most part. Um, Yeah, give me a month. I'll be back with some stories. You'll have some stories for us. Perfect. Okay. So I want to just get into the questions, but producer star made a really kind of slightly naughty, never have I ever game. And so I'm kind of curious as to what the answers are going to be for some of these things. So before we actually get into what most of you guys probably came here to listen to us talk about, um, let's just blow up people's spots. Never have I ever flashed someone say Uh, never or I have. How do you? Yeah, of course I have. I have. You have flashed someone? 
You have two? Yes. Why is this an of course? Yeah, I've never flashed. <laughs> Who did you flash? You, you've never flashed a boyfriend or like just like a guy you're kind of like trying to just flirt with? <laughs> just boys. Absolutely not. Boys? I don't even think that's ever crossed my mind. Like in high school, this wasn't a thing? No. Yes, Veronica. Yes, it was a thing. As <laughs> soon as I got boobs, I was flashing everybody. I was like, people are going to see these because I prayed. Really well, they I never really, really got good. boobs. No, I mean boobs, boobs. <laughs> like normal oh, boobs. You mean, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Zuri. Blow I thought you meant. <laughs> no, At when I get that they look really plans, good. <laughs> I'd be flashing everybody whenever that happens. Oh, my gosh. So you guys like so wait was this like a part of your mating call, Carissa? Like you just like show up at the lockers and Ca-ca! no, just like if you're I don't know it wasn't like I just flashed random people. I mean I think I have like on drunken girls nights like with a dare. I'm sh- pretty sure that's happened a few times, but wow. it's more or like a bachelorette party or something. But. I also, like, I just remember back in the day, like, I don't know, when you're dating a guy and, like, they're on the phone and they look like they're on a very serious call. I just, like, like to F yeah. with them and oh, flash okay. my boobs. So this is just, like, we're on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm probably thing. already butt naked, though, like, realistically. <laughs> so there's nothing to pull up if I'm just, like, lounging with my – I'm just always hot. So I'm always in a, in a state of undress at the sake of TMI. But it's my house, so I can do that. Right? True. So – Anyways, um, never have I ever laughed so hard I wet myself. I've actually never done that. I I think I made it like a little, like, boop, just like a little bit. And I was like, oh, maybe. It doesn't feel wrong. It doesn't feel like it didn't happen. Like, my my mind is not rejecting the idea. Veronica, have you ever? Not I, nope. Not yet. I mean, a I lot of women after that. babies have uh, this yeah. situation, so yeah. it's not uncommon. I just am lucky in that sense that I have not, I didn't have that problem. No, I have never, never done never that. Hmm, I've got to think harder on this. So just for the record, guys, I'm not confirming that I have laughed so hard I wet myself. So I'm basically you pee your pants. A little longer. <laughs> never have I ever had a one night stand. Really? Uh, of course. Car- Again. Eyes, so yes. Would you say, Veronica? Of course. Of course. Would you say they're majority worth it or not worth it, though? Because it's such a risk. You know nothing about this person for the most part, except they're technically high. And even that might not be how you feel, depending on the time of night and your sober status. Um, so how often was it actually worth it? I don't regret any of my sexual history. Escapades. Good for you. Yeah. Nor should you. Carissa, have you ever? I don't. I don't know if I would qualify. You're lying. That. You're lying. Because <laughs> you just looked up to the, what was it, the left? That's it. You're like, how do I, what do I say that can live in the broadcast like, space forever? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it kind of was because I decided after that night that I never wanted to talk to him again, but he definitely kept trying and trying and trying to contact mm. me after this. But I was yeah. like, no, mm. that didn't go how. It no, <laughs> so I don't know if it qualifies as one I stand because we definitely exchanged numbers and there was definitely yeah. a little bit of moment, like, you know, but it wasn't. Yeah. But no, he was actually pretty was- gross. I decided after that night. So I was oh, like, no, oh. I changed my mind. Okay. <laughs> You're kind of okay. gross. <laughs> I'm so curious as to what was gross about him. I'm yeah, concerned. that kind of stuff I'll have to tell you uh, off camera. Off record. Okay, we'll talk about <laughs> that later. Um, I have, 
I kind of also had a different one that was supposed to be in a one-night stand, but then they just were like, so let's get married. I'm ready <laughs> to risk it all. And I was like, I can't even effectively one-night stand. Like, relationships and commitment just find me. And really nice guys, which is not a humble brag because there's an issue with that if you're, like, not even into it. Um, but, yeah, so I had one that I had the full intention of it being a one-week stand, actually, because the one night went well. But I also had, I had a one night stand in Vegas, which is just so cliche. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a one night stand. Also, I kind of want to puke because my dad is in town visiting me and he's one level above me in the living room. And I pray to God that these walls do not reverberate. I have no idea. You know what's funny? Sorry, mine happened in Vegas too. (gasps) Did it? The, the city just does something to you. It's like, you're like, I'm in fucking Vegas, man. Like, right. fuck. Let's just yeah, make this a nice remember. Like want a story. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Okay. Last one. Oh, this is one I want to ask, but I won't. I'll save this for off record. Um, oh, I'm just curious to know if anyone has, because this seems... Cu- impossible to pull off to me but never have i ever joined the mile high club no i wish i just need a pj to do it <laughs> right see and that's what we talk about expanding the vision because i wasn't even thinking pj i just thought like for the attendants to sit down for more than 15 minutes they're always doing laps i don't know how people pull it off have you done like they have, I'm with you. I have no idea how people can get away with that. Yeah, or like you can't. Are like, you oh, have to have a private jet, guys. It's yeah, just like yeah. there's no way on Southwest. You're like, oh, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. And everybody's watching you walk back. I mean, and the the stewardess are sitting right next to the toilets. Like there's Outside just no the way. Yeah. In a twisted way, I feel like this would go down on spirit. Like, spirit is almost so janky that, like, of course, people are having threesomes in the back of the plane. <laughs> like, nothing about that would surprise me. Um, speaking of Vegas, we have a listener submission. We get our, our wildest WTF confessions. Melissa said she was in Vegas. They had been partying, uh, but we were not super turned up yet. We were at the blackjack table, and the masseuse was walking around. I asked for one a massage. And a few moments later, it starts going dark. And I hear my friend yell, her face is turning blue. She applied so much pressure to some spot on my back that she was making me pass out. She let go and all of the oxygen flushed to my head. And I projectile vomited all over the blackjack table, myself, the other people. It was horrifying. I had to go upstairs, get cleaned up, and then went back down to start the party over. I didn't get kicked out though. (laughs) Melissa, Whoa. you are a wreck. <laughs> you're drunk. Like, that's that's what Melissa is not admitting to. Like, this wasn't just a pressure point at the blackjack table. This was, you were, like, five seconds from chucking a bucket anyway, probably. Totally. So this all happened just from, like, a random person giving her a massage? At a blackjack table in <laughs> Vegas while they had been partying. Yes. Damn. And she kept it going. She came back for more. Yeah. That's kind of the biggest takeaway. She was like, say less. I'll be back in five. Well, if I want, if we want to make Melissa feel better, I have a Vegas story that's a little more embarrassing than that. I was at a bachelorette party. And, you know, I love a good deal. Zori knows this. And it was free mimosas <laughs> until noon or something like that. And so I, of <laughs> course, was so downing them. That's so early to have to drink all the mimosas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
but I was there for a party. So I drank a ton, a ton, a ton of mimosas and I was very, very drunk. And these guys we were talking to just for some reason decided to like do this big splash of water and like all this water like went in my mouth. And I just like legitimately vomited into the pool at this huge Ooh. club. Like there was like 500 people there. Oh no! And I completely like so I knew what I was doing. So I, I really knew I was sick, and there was going to be more vomit to come. So I ran to the bathroom, and I'm like throwing up. Meanwhile, <laughs> my other friend, who's also really wasted, and she's kind of like that person. Whenever you're drunk, you know, like. Like, I can kind of hide my drunk. Like, right? I'm not sloppy, right? Sorry, you do yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I, She's like a sloppy. I, no, actually, actually, <laughs> mine is my birthday. <laughs> mine is my birthday. <laughs> You're right. Everybody gets one, one a year. Otherwise, no, generally speaking, you are not a sloppy drunk. You are hilarious, though. I enjoy so, being in your company drunk. So my friend was like sloppy, like falling over drunk. And so they all, the security guards thought it was her that threw up in the pool. The entire place had to clear the pool because they had to clean it. And so they dragged her out and the whole entire club, like 500 people booed her. <laughs> You're a terrible friend. I know. Well, I didn't know any of this was going. At this whole time, I'm puking my brains out in the toilet. You're still like so, floating in the pool. But it was so funny because I came out of the bathroom. The security guards were waiting there for me. And I still remember being like looking at them and they were like, you got to go. And I'm like, I get it. I threw up in a pool. I got to go. I get it. <laughs> I but it. yeah, I it. Vegas, is <laughs> Vegas is tough. Vegas is tough. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So today we're talking about relationships versus expectations and just kind of like our experiences, not necessarily in the relationships or the singleness that we're in right now, um, but just through our relationships. What did they tell you was going to happen and then what it actually was? Um, because we're just going to lift the veil and stop feeding people lies and convincing them to sip Kool-Aid. No, I'm not a cynic. But um, let's kick things off with you, Veronica. Talk to us about your relationship status. Where are you right now? Are you um, loving it? Are you hating it? Whatever your status is. I am single and already jaded. So I need a re- I need a refresher. I need to restart somehow. Really? But, Why jaded? Uh I think just back to like an old town, back to old nonsense, old mess, old men. So I need to like refresh, get into my new apartment, do like a sage cleanse and just cleanse of everything. <laughs> of men, memories, all of that. You close that door on them for a reason, girl. Don't go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here, here. Okay, Carissa, give it to us. You just out in these Nashville streets living the crazy life, looking for a cowboy? Yeah. (laughs) I've been married to Shannon for five years. Well, six years now. Hi, Shannon. I love you. I'll see you guys soon. (laughs) Just Uh, kidding. He's he's wilding it out with me. He's my uh, cowboy slash Miami boy. Right. (laughs) A little bit of everything. Right, right. And you guys have two kids. The cutest. Yeah, two kids, yes. I love them. Yeah. Yes. Zoe and um, Chase. And I want to say Carissa stole my kid name, um, but I can't prove it. I think we both just had it deep in our minds. And when she said it out loud, I was like. <laughs> <gasps> she cleared it like literally day two. Like, oh, my God, you have a baby. Congratulations. Zoe's such a cute name. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> Zoe is also <laughs> my daughter's name. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That sounds good. It's fine. <laughs> I just feel like it's weird. It's weird if I just show up with a kid also named Zoe without giving you a heads up. So I just wanted to let you know. All good. Um, All good. Thank you. Um, my relationship status, oh, God, I don't think I actually thought about the fact that I had to answer because I was kind of just going to float in the the gray forever. But I would say I'm in the status of doing me. Does that count? Is no, that that's status? a still gray answer, but okay. Yeah, I that's not a status. <laughs> it's not a status. I am, you know, I'm like, what is status after all? Like, what is... <laughs> What okay, is that is again like the greatest answer. Ever. Oh my gosh, it's getting grayer. Um, I mean, I'm just you know I'm out here. <laughs> you guys, I hate labels. I just I'm just doing me. I don't know. Like clearly, that's not one extreme. So like I'm just I'm not, you know, in the house. So I'm out the house. <laughs> Are you are you following? <laughs> I'm trying to help you out here. No. I can't help you with these. I can't. <laughs> these euphemisms. Yeah. Nobody. 
It's whatever I you want to say, I am free to move about the cabin right now, and we'll see where the dust settles in my life. How about Are that? Are you unattached? I feel oh like my unattached God, Veronica. Yes, God. Yes, technically. All this black and white. That's what's wrong with our society. These, the, our society. <laughs> Everything is so polarized. You have to check a box. I just want to live in the middle. Okay? Okay. Um, I'm single. All right. So what are y'all's top red flags when it comes to dating? Who wants to start? Carissa, B, let's talk about those. Um, I can. I can start with one. You know, there's a there was a guy I dated that was just like a compulsive liar. And it was such a little lies he would make, like white lies that I would always be like, huh. I feel like he just said that we were there at eight o'clock, but we actually didn't get there till 10 o'clock. You know, it's just like little things where he, you just found him. I found him contis- consistently lying about just like random, meaningless little things. Um, but truth be told, if they're going to lie about the most meaningless little things, uh, sure as hell, they're going to lie about the big things, too. Uh, so I would say just somebody who you feel has a hard time telling the truth, they probably do. Okay, V, how about you? What are your red flags? Okay, well, this might seem obvious, but um, I would say don't live in the gray area. Like, relationship status needs to be, like, extreme yes or no. So I wouldn't date someone who is separated. Um, I've gone through the trouble of that. Separation is not, yeah, separation is not a permanent end to anything. So I'd say save yourself the heartache of like any back and forth. I just don't personally think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Um, my biggest red flag is someone who, when you ask them about the things in their life that have happened to them or what went wrong in your last relationship or why did that thing happen to you? It's always someone else's fault or it's always, Oh, this situation happened or, Oh, well she was kind of like this. And eventually I just had to realize I needed to leave or walk away. If they can never, um, offer up information that, um, is I guess you could say negative technically, but that shows that they're self-aware or have mm-hmm. self-reflection or can develop self-accountability. It's the mm-hmm. biggest red flag to me because it's only a matter of time before whatever your issues are become a problem that's because of you. And if you would just be different, if you just hadn't done this, then he wouldn't have had to react that way or or shown up that way or walked away or whatever it is. So my biggest red flag is just someone who, no matter what happened in their past, their version of events tends to put the blame on things outside of their control or how they showed up to the party. Um, red flags. <clears throat> I, I, this is, some people would say that a red flag is, oh, if he doesn't pay on the first date, if he doesn't, you know, um, take you out, plan the initiative, etc. I have a very complicated relationship with letting guys pay for stuff because as much as I really, really want that because I just grew up in a super traditional household and my dad paid for everything, even though my mom worked, I was like today years old when I found out he let her keep all of her money for the 
20 years they were raising us. It blows my mind. I'm like, so wait, dad was just paying all the bills and you just got to pocket all that? She didn't admit it to me for years. My dad blew her cover. So I'm like, so she's just sitting on some crazy nest egg somewhere. My mom probably has a house in like the Cayman Islands right now that we don't even know about (laughs) because she's just been stacking cash for the last 25 years. Um, They're divorced now, but very good friends. Yeah. But because of that, like, I don't know. I'm all like, oh, independent, blah, blah, blah puke and so it's hard for me to just accept things um where some women are like if they don't pay on the first date it's a no-go so I'm curious to know with you guys is that a rule that you kind of applied to the dating scene when you were looking for your potential partner yeah yeah I would be one of those if they didn't offer to pay for the first date I'd be turned off (laughs) yeah if they were expecting me to pay I'd be like nah what if what if is this Go ahead. You asked me out. Don't right. ask me out if you can't afford to take me out. I didn't Ooh. ask you to take me to the nicest steakhouse. You could have mm-hmm. took me to Taco Bell. I don't care. Right. But this mm-hmm. is your event that you're planning me. And the point is that you're trying to woo me. And I'm obviously trying to woo you with my cuteness and my charm and my makeup I did for you tonight. <laughs> so okay we're all thing. trying to woo each other. But at the same time, like, no, like you asked yeah. me out. You pay. If I'm I asked you, you out, on that. that I would offer to pay, but I would hope that the guy would still, would still override pay. and pay. I'm with you on that. What if, for whatever reason, hypothetically, the bill comes and you decide, you know what? I'm in an independent mood. I'll offer to pay. But like deep down, you want him to kind of like, you guys go back and forth and he picks it up. What if he was like, oh, I'm pay- I'll pay. No worries. And you're like, oh, that's sweet. He wanted to pay. So let me pull out my card. And then you say, no, I'll pay. And he actually takes your offer and says, okay, I guess we can split it. Thanks. Are you like, you gross? Or are you like, well, I offered and he was willing until I coughed it up. No, never. I will never hand a first date. Do you know me? Yeah. And like, Veronica is like, I, like, I don't think I'd table. ever offer my card out. I don't think I would ever just be no. like, I'll pay. Really? I think, yeah. Not I always do game. that. I just no. didn't. Like no. I, I've, I'm practicing stopping lately because, because like I'm realizing I have to condition myself. Like I can't want a certain type of man. And then every time he has an opportunity to be that guy, I'm like, no, I'll beat you to it. No, I got it. Mm-hmm. But I just also never yeah. want anyone to feel like I expect anything from them. Because- but you should. Exactly. But you, you should. should. You should expect things from them. I mean, to me, like even like with like my husband, like I expect him to carry my suitcases down whenever Mm -hmm. we're going. I expect him to load the car. I expect him to like do the heavy lifting if anything happens in the house. You know, like, I don't know, maybe it is gender roles and things like Mm -hmm. that. And it's not that I wouldn't help or whatever, but it's also um to me, it's it's uh, it's a level of like, I don't know, kind of a respect of like maybe it is maybe it is very traditional of him being like, well, you're a lady. You don't do this. I take the trash out. And again, mm-hmm. not that I can't take the trash out, not that I won't take the trash out, that I haven't taken the trash out. Mm-hmm. But he prefers to do all those things. And I yeah. prefer that he does as well. I yeah. just, I'm I with you know. on that stuff. And I'm with you on them paying the bills. But I'm just saying for me, when I'm first getting to know someone, I don't know. I just feel, I still feel a little weird about like sitting there pretending to like look at things that aren't the check waiting for him to pay. But that's a me thing. Now, me don't do that. So you just sit there and be pretty and allow him to pay for the check. You're setting the standard. <laughs> when you're doing that, you're set, you're conditioning him to expect yeah. you to do that from now on. So, so like true. set the proper standard from the beginning i lay it out on the table i tell them what i'm looking for and if you can't 
do that. Tell, and tell us what that. you're looking for, Veronica, because <laughs> actually that's like the thing that's most endearing about V. Like you just, she, to know her is to love her, but you, she is who she is. You're going to get what you're going to get. And I used to be so annoyed by it because I was like, who is this entitled pretentious? Like she just is like, oh, well, everyone just catered to me because it's me. And I was like, what the hell? But after like a few years, it's like, you know what? Good for you. Like, even if I think it's delusional sometimes, because who thinks like this? I'm like, you set a standard and then you just let go of the men who aren't willing to meet it. Mm -hmm. And there are plenty who will and do because you're beautiful and funny and smart and all the things. So it's like, you know, well, it's exactly that. Like, you know, your values, you know, that you're all of those things. And so the right person will step up to the plate because they want to have access to all of those things. You know, they want right. to have access to you in their life. So, right. I mean, if you're bringing all that to the table, they can pay a little bill. You yeah, and as you know, Zuri, the longer you're, because you've been in many, like, long-term relationships. I was supposed to be like, do not serious, throw shade, Carissa. You have been no, in not many shade. relationships. No, you've been in a couple. You've been in a couple. You've been yeah. in a couple long-term serious relationships. And yeah, once three, you get yeah. to the point whenever you're established, then that mm-hmm. shit does go out the window. Then it's exactly. like, I'm paying, you're paying, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, but at the beginning, I think, yeah, I think the guy does pay, you know, and how long? Tries how long is the beginning? Like, until I'm you're like fully established with your boyfriend, girlfriend, then mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, babe, I'm going to pick up dinner on the way home tonight. Yeah, I'm going to. Mm-hmm. You know, you you do things. Maybe it's not yeah. paying the bill at the restaurant, but you're buying the groceries or you're buying yeah. uh, the surprise movie night on pay-per-view or whatever it is. Like you are going to contribute in your own ways because mm-hmm. that's what relationships are about. You're going to be doing things to surprise them and make them feel loved and vice versa. So mm-hmm. I feel like it all evens out in the end. It just takes a little extra cash maybe in the very beginning of the mm-hmm. relationship. It's an investment. <laughs> you're going to get an investment. Though. Yeah, I think you feel it when you get to the point where it's like the building together stage. So it's like, you'll yes. know when that happens and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, I can pay for this or I can buy groceries. That's what I was doing in my last relationship. I was buying the groceries, you know? So yeah. you just give in the ways that you can. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and then you get to the point where place. I'm at and it's like, whoever, whichever one of us lays down the card, it's coming from the same account. So yeah. it, doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay, goals. I don't know what that's like. It's just the same account. I don't think my my husband probably is not going to give me access to the big It's probably for the best because I'm like, oh, it's fine. Oh, I'll swipe it. Oh, I got it. Oh, I got this. Never mind. Wait, what? How much money do we have? Just, I get excited. I just start swiping. Um, it happens. I'm curious to know, uh, can men and women be friends? What do you guys think about that? Some people say yes. Some people say no. I have a male best friend, so I'm big on the yes, they can be. But I also um, often hear people say, and I was just talking with um, a former colleague about this at lunch a week ago, and um, she has a really close male friend, and her husband told her, you know what? Um, that's fine. You guys can hang out. I trust you. Like, whatever. Do your thing. But just know, if ever you got drunk enough, into it enough, suddenly were sick of me and saw him in a different light enough, and you made a move, he would be all over you. Like, he's just waiting. He's, like, biding his time. All men are. And if ever you decide, you know what? I think I want to be more than friends. They're like, boing, say less. Um, I don't know if I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, I do think that women kind of lead the charge that pays for any of this stuff, whether we're dating, whether it's friends, like we're friends because he probably got friend zoned. Right. Um, but do you two think that men and women can just be purely platonic and very close friends? 
I used to hope so, but um, after getting out of this relationship and now seeing how my male friends who have been my male friends forever are reacting and now offering themselves up, um, it's a little disappointing, actually. Oh, Um, wow. Because you're realizing all of these guys secretly have wanted to screw you for years. Yeah. And I mean, some, it's not even sex. Like they're actually offering relationship and that's kind, but I really appreciated our friendship and it's, mm-hmm. it's disappointed me for sure. Um, and I don't think it's just men. Like I think women too, they are a little bit low key as well. Um, I think that it's either one side or the other. There's mm-hmm. attraction somewhere. That's how the friendship started. It may not necessarily be the man and maybe the woman, but I think once you get over that phase, you can have a genuine friendship. Like I have friends from fourth grade who maybe in fourth grade, he had a crush on me, but now we're best of friends. Yeah. I think that's a good point too, is that it's natural to, you know, oh, I'm going to start my interest in this person by seeing if I can date them or kiss them or make out with them or hang out with them after gym class. And then when that doesn't happen, you eventually decide, oh, getting to know you and enjoying your company on a platonic level is better than nothing. I'll take Mm -hmm. it. So I can see how, you know, most partnerships like that might end or might start in a way that is potentially romantic and then just kind of level out to platonic. Do you think it's possible to have that type of pairing, Krissa? Yeah, I mean, yes and no, because it also depends on the relationship status of both people, because if you're both single, then I think there is always and you're really close. Like, I don't, I don't really know how to define really close. Like, is this a person you just talk on the phone with every, like once a month or is this person you're talking to like once a week? Cause if you're talking to them multiple times a week of the opposite sex and you're both single, yeah, I'm pretty sure one of you has a big feelings for the other person to invest that mm-hmm. much time and energy into that friendship. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine. Um, And as far as like, if you're both though in solid relationships, like my husband has a really good friend that's a girl and they never dated, uh, they were like roommates, but never had like, never even kissed or anything like that. And she's very friendly with me and, you know, has complete respect for me and my marriage and same to her, she's married as well. And so in that sense, like when I know my husband's on the phone with her, they also work together. So it doesn't like set off any red alarms at all. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's like several guys, if he heard me on the phone with, he would not even blink an eye. wouldn't even think anything of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, it's one thing if it's like a person that was always been platonic. It's another thing if like, I know you two have had sex. I don't know how comfortable I am about this. And now it's transition to friends. Yeah, when they when they were an ex girlfriend and then they transitioned into sex or trans transitioned into oh, friends. Transitioned into friends. I was just like, uh, I don't know that I would be cool with Shannon having any of those girls like on his dial Same. list, and I don't think he'd be cool with me doing that either. I think all my ex boyfriends, he knows I'm friendly with. Like, obviously, if I ran into them somewhere, there would be no weird awkwardness and he knows them all by now but Mm -hmm. but at the same time I don't call them we don't call each other we don't talk on the phone we don't hang out privately and I just think that's just like out of respect to Shannon I wouldn't do that so Mm -hmm. I so I I would I don't know maybe I'm more of a no uh, Mm. more of a no than a yes because yeah yeah, unless I'm I'm a if you've ever had sex with the person probably not (laughs) <laughs> right, right. That's where I'm I feel with like you. it, but it ruins it. It's over. 
For sure. And, and in the back just, of yeah, your mind, you have those memories and you can just like always go back to them. I couldn't do that. Oh, but if it started platonic and continues to be like, I can embrace platonic, that. Like, then I think those, tension. yeah. And you guys have complete respect for the relationships that each other are in. You're not like dogging on their girlfriend or boyfriend. Then, yeah, then I think yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Reality versus expectations. It's not just the captions. It's not just the um, the hashtags on Instagram and all the social media platforms. It really is something where we are sold lies, if you ask me. It's just straight up lies in our childhood, through our high school years and collegiate years about what love and relationships and marriage are supposed to be, about how old we're supposed to be when we get these things and what it's supposed to be like after we get them. Um, and the expectation is always different. So I'm going to throw out some quote unquote expectations that we hear a lot in, in our society. And then I want to know the reality for each of you. So first up, my partner completes me. That's the expectation for a lot of people. We're not saying we agree with that here on the show. Say if you do or don't, if you want to. Um, but we do hear that often. Oh my God, I was incomplete until I met you. I've met my other half and now I'm whole. Do you look at it as two halves making one whole? Or is it the Beyonce one plus one equals two energy? It's definitely I'm looking for a compliment, not um, the other half. I want someone's going to compliment me. I definitely went through life for a long time looking for like this Prince Charming, my other half. I'm like super romantic. Um, and that hasn't worked out for me. And so even with this whole getting my own place, moving back by myself, getting out of that relationship was for me to cement who I am by myself mm -hmm. as a whole person so that I can be healthy enough to go find the person who actually is the right compliment for me right. instead of some sort yeah. of like codependency, which I feel like I've had more of than what I've been looking for. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people fall into a codependency type relationship, but no, I don't think that that's the goal is to find someone to complete you. I think it's someone that uh, pushes you to act on the things that are the best features of you and, and maybe helps you see them and helps you push for them and helps you strive for them. And uh, someone who's also willing to love you and watch you grow through the weakest and maybe most negative and ugliest parts of ourselves because they see all that too over time. Um, so it's not a complete, it's uh, yeah, no, it just needs to be someone who understands the complete you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm hundred percent with you guys on that one. Um, cause I, I don't think it should be a completed thing either because to the point of codependency, I feel like when you feel like something's missing when the other person isn't there, like just think about the worst ex you have or that like half in half out guy who's like, you're always getting anxious or like, does he like me? Does he not? Was that weird? Should I have said that? Should I have not? Um, and the more we get in our heads, like the worst of us that comes out. So I think when we're looking for someone else to complete us, it's only a matter of time before when we don't have that person, whether it's for a day or a week or a rocky month in the relationship, it, um, we start to spiral because we're looking for equilibrium and we've given someone else 50% of what it takes for us to feel um, balanced. So I'm very much a, a one plus one equals two. Um, I just want to double in strength and not need you to activate the strength. And it's really important to me to be with a man who isn't intimidated by that, who doesn't need me to need him um, so that he can feel confident about 
about the relationship and the commitment and the fact that I'm not going anywhere. I want a guy um, to always feel uh, confident in and flattered that I'm actively choosing him. Like, wow, this woman is gorgeous. She's got her shit together. She clearly doesn't need me. And yet she still comes home to me every night. She still texts me every morning. She still shows up. Like to me, that's more attractive than someone who is just lost and aimless without you. I'd rather someone be able to leave anytime they want. And they just decide to sit on my couch and look at me instead. (laughs) I think that's romantic. Um, okay, let's get into the next expectation versus reality. Um, okay, this is an interesting and controversial one. My partner, and we talked about this a little bit with dating, but we're talking about big picture, long run, all the things. My partner will take care of me financially. Expectation versus reality. What has that been like for each of you? Uh, no, I don't, I don't expect like, that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I've never expected that. I would yeah. be great. That would be cool. You know, it's like a bonus, you know, but no, I mean, I've always been very independent in that sense. Like, and I don't know if that's just something about how my parents just put it in my head. Like you got this, this is all you, you don't need anybody, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So I've always been very independent in the thought of like, I want to make sure I'm completely taken care of myself and a hundred percent. Like if, if he leaves me tomorrow, I am good to go. Um, but that's just my personality. Now I know a lot of people mm-hmm. decide like after the marriage to like not work anymore and stay home with the kids, which that's obviously serious work too. And you know, that's an agreement a couple comes to. Um, but no, I don't, I don't believe that. I think you're setting yourself, selling yourself short. If you think like, I'm just going to marry a guy that's going to take care of me financially. If he can, fantastic. More money Mm -hmm. for the both of you. And if he makes enough money and you don't have to work and you can do whatever you want, then do that. But like, Mm -hmm. don't sell yourself short, like growing up, like if young girls are listening to this, like, no, like do the best you can do. And if you find someone who can like give you more, fantastic, but still do the best you can do for yourself. Yeah. I've always been, I thought raised similarly, but like I told you guys at the start of this episode, apparently my mom's just been pocketing all of her cash for all these years. So I guess my dad was taking care of everything financially. I always was like, yeah, both of my parents worked full time to keep a roof over our heads. But apparently Valencia was chilling. She was not, she was just working to get that cash. Good for you, mommy. I'm proud of you. I love the hustle. Um, but Either way, wherever the money was or wasn't going, I I grew up in a household where both of my parents worked really hard full time. And so I always respected and admired that. And I always wanted to be a woman who worked. I don't want to work my fingers to the bone and be exhausted and burnt out. But I was always someone who wanted a career and something of her own. And um, I liked seeing that my mom, you know, was raising three kids, put herself back through school while raising us and was working, you know, her job at the hospital. So I've never, um, I've never known anything else. Um, so it's not an expectation that my partner would take care of me financially, but yes, if that's an option, if they just happen to be of those means, that's a really nice added bonus. I know myself enough to know I would still be working just because I do it. I love out of passion. And also I just never want to feel completely dependent on anything or one. Like, I just think that autonomy is a part of one, what keeps kind of the spark and, and a little bit of the allure or attraction between two partners. Um, and then also 
I don't know. For to me, um, having my own means is just an opportunity for power and kind of like to what you were saying, Carissa, like God forbid something go wrong or go left. I just always wanna know that I'm not gonna be reliant on, honey, how much money do we have in the accounts? Wait, I think he mentioned we had this and that one, and if we just move that around, like I wanna, you know, be able to walk out of any door. That sounds so cynical. I know. Is that? I was um, wondering though the other day, like, is that cynical of us that we I always feel like we have to like never fully trust our partner? <laughs> shit, shit hits the fan. Like, I just well, like, is that a bad sign? I, is it cynical or are we being realists? Are we looking at? Are we being pragmatic? Looking at the world around us? I think us it's just saying, too exactly. It's just too common. Shit happens. You know yeah. what? Like shit fucking happens and you just want right. to be able to like know you can take care of yourself that's all mm-hmm. that's it that's it and something about that to me has always translated um with more confidence like there's something about the way a woman moves when she knows she doesn't need you when she knows she's good regardless and like i said she's choosing to be there she's choosing to be with you and men like that too from any strong healthy man that is a friend of mine or that i've talked to like they don't want some woman who is so broken down beaten and just completely reliant on them it's one thing to choose to like live the home life and be pampered and spoiled like that is certainly many women's prerogatives and I say more power to them but the idea of needing the man of like desperately being like if you disappeared or left me tomorrow I quite literally don't know what I would do I don't know a man who's attracted to that idea unless they are so insecure that you have bigger fish to fry you have bigger problems anyway in your relationship and I think a guy that knows that you've kind of you know got the means to peace out at any time, it kind of keeps him on his toes. He's got to, you know, keep it cute for you. I like that. Veronica's over there like, can't relate, not me. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm actually here saying I don't think it's cynical. Um, Zuri, again, knows me. She knows my expectation and um, my history of relationships. Um, I have, I guess, been financially taken care of by men, um, by previous boyfriends. Um, and not out of looking for that. It just seems to sort of happen. I've mer- very much like fall in love with the person first and then realize, oh, they're successful. They're doing this. You know, maybe they come from, um, you know, wealth. Um, it just so has happened that way. But I don't think that you it's just fall- You just found that out after you fell in love? No, um, bro, yes. I, bro, I love you so much. I cannot. We're not doing that. My Fake previous relationships. Fake news. My previous relationships, see? You had no idea that they were rich until after Jeez. you fell in love. No, just how rich? How? Just how? Rich, the level of money? <laughs> just how like, rich? I knew okay, at least that money. Oh, like, girl, I knew they were Veronica, give me next guy you talk to. Give me their full name, and I will Google search and figure that shit out for you much faster. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> she figured it out with her lying ass. I don't know why she's trying to act cute in front of company. Veronica, it's you the level of, of money, Z. Like, yes. listen, I can't, there's a certain standard that I have that I'm not going to go beneath it financially, but the level of like <laughs> how much, listen, anyway, whatever. <laughs> no, I love it. It's just so funny. She's You're like, like you I know, knew he was I, a millionaire. I didn't know he was a billionaire. How many millionaires? <laughs> how many millions? Veronica, those are tough problems you've got. Listen, no, I know, funny. right? I was on you guys' side. Listen, so, um, <laughs> 
so where was I? So yeah, um, it's not mutually exclusive though. Like I've always been very ambitious. I'm an entrepreneur. I've had my own business forever and that takes a long time to get off the ground. So, I mean, previously I have had the experience where my boyfriends have been super supportive in allowing me to focus on my passion. And that's super important to me. Um, it's not like I'm just staying at home, not doing anything. I don't have kids. Right. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not a stay-at-home person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that makes a big had- difference. I think just showing, like, like you have that, like, work ethic, right? It's Exactly. It's- like, you have to have a passion. I don't think any man yeah. just wants someone who is just happy twiddling her thumbs at home and watching, you know, Netflix all day. And um, any woman doesn't want a man, too, that doesn't have, like, hard work ethic. Because, you know, mm-hmm. shit takes time to build. Businesses take time, you know? Yeah. Uh, you can't just, like, build a successful s- situation overnight. Nope. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Our next expectation, this one, I am so interested in what you guys think. My partner will love my family and friends because they love me. And I'm going to throw this in, vice versa. Everyone should find a way to find a way. Everyone should love each other because we have this love, me and my partner. That's the expectation. What's the reality, Ben? And remember, we can keep it general in the sense of Carissa, like specifically, we're really just trying to protect the married women out here. (laughs) Like when you're speaking, you don't have to specify if it's obviously your marriage or if it's a relationship from your past. But we're just saying in our experience, big picture in all of our dating. I got you. I'm going to let Veronica go first. (laughs) Um, so absolutely not I remember one time I was much younger I went to visit my boyfriend's family in Colorado or something it was like the first day first morning for breakfast and we were visiting I'm somewhere new and they had breakfast with the family I was like this is great like they're very like vegan granola like we had all that stuff and I was like this is nice but I'd love to go like out somewhere and get breakfast like can we do that after we have this breakfast I'll say and eat this stuff and then we can go somewhere for a restaurant and the dad made a comment and made me cry. So I was just like, your parents are horrible. I don't like your parents. Like, yeah. And it's fine. Like, you have to be respectful. You know, you're respectful of people's friends and family. But I don't think that you have to be like, 
besties with their sister or with their brother. Really? The truth is Mm -hmm. I'm a big family person. And so even though I don't expect it, I really want to want to be around my partner's family and friends. I just think it makes life easier. It makes my life easier. It makes their life easier. I love my partner. So I don't want them to have to be stressed or torn between two worlds. But I also think it's really hard unless you're just picking someone who's a carbon copy of who you are Mm -hmm. and who you were growing up. Because when you copy and paste the family, that's like generational. That's not just, oh, this is who I am now in my 30s and and who I've grown into. It's like, no, I'm copying and pasting grandma and whatever her thoughts are about all the things and my cousins and my brothers. Carissa, would you agree? Disagree? (laughs) Um, I think I... I actually do think it's very important to try your best to mesh with family and friends of your significant yeah, other. I actually think it's vital to keeping your relationship strong. Um, but I also think that it's your job as a wife or a husband or a significant other to put your partner first. So, and then that, I mean, like family has dramas and, you know, like Shannon may fight with his mother or his brother or, or his whoever. And I don't want to get involved. I will like play the mediator. But when, if, if it would ever get to the point, like I'm on, I got Shannon's back 110%. Like I will never back down from that. And like, I think vice versa, like, um, if I ever mm-hmm. got into it, if one of my brothers or whatever, of course, Shannon would probably do his absolute best to try to like get us to come to common ground. Um, but ultimately, if like shit is the fan and like I separate with a family member or I separate with a long term friend, like you got to come with me. Like, you know, your loyalty is always with me and not with like the family or friend. So it's like, yes, I do think it's important to try to get along, um, but you always put your partner first. And sometimes, Sometimes like your partner might be the one who sees something and sees how someone in your life has been treating you for a really long time that you never saw. Uh, And because not that they don't love you, but it's just habits, right? Like a habit that they've, the way they've always talked to you or a way that they've kind of put you down and And maybe put you down so much. And and sometimes it's like, it takes an outside perspective uh, to say like, I don't know if this person's like great for your energy or your life. And I'm not telling you, you have to take them out of your life, but I'm just telling you from my perspective, I don't think they treat you that well. Uh, So sometimes I think that that's important too. And that's happened in past relationships too, where I'm like, listen, like your sister is your sister and you can do whatever you want, but it sounds to me like she uses you a lot. And like, she, you know, like just being out there, but you also have to be careful because family, you know, sometimes they always take their families back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to be careful what they be careful what you say. You know, because if you all and then they mess around identify, and tell the family, and it's like, okay, yeah. well, you don't have to agree with me, but you can't tell them because now for the rest of our yes. lives, yes, you have to watch your be words. At me like this bitch. <laughs> Because you know, like that guy got gets mad. It's like even Carissa said that you were right. a user, and I'm like, yeah, no, Carissa was right about you. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> I played the fifth. But no, right. honestly, luckily, I love Shannon's family. Shannon loves my family, and we're all so close. And it does. It just makes life so much easier. It really yeah. does. It's yeah. ideal. I agree. I think it's ideal. It doesn't make it easy, but it's well worth it. And I also think that's a thing that like 
is worth the effort and the working on too. Because some people are like, well, F it. I tried for like a month or two months. And like, it's tempting, right? Like, I think we've all been there where it's like, okay, well, screw it. If you don't like me, I don't like you. And I'm very much a person who's like, I'm not going to convince you or bend over backwards to like convince you I'm a good person. I know my heart. And I the people who love me know my heart. And that's enough for me. But I do think it's worth, you know, the old college try to put in a little mm-hmm. extra effort, even if you don't yeah. think those people are deserving of it not necessarily for their sake, but for the sake of the person who you are putting first and who you are mm-hmm. prioritizing um, because it would make them feel better and it would, it would, you know, be for the sake of keeping the peace or just making things feel as good as they can feel. And I want my partner to feel that way. So why would I not try a little extra effort if I could? Um, okay. Next up, my the expectation is my partner will share equal responsibility and time in raising our children and maintaining our household. Is it realistic to expect a 50-50 split on home duties versus when they're out and about? Or is it like, you know what? I'm like the queen of my castle. I'll I'll run the, the ship, you know, whatever he's doing. That's like a him thing. Like, what are, what are the expectations around what it means to have a, a partnership in the home? Carissa, you should definitely obviously leave with this as the only married partner. But I will say that I... I subscribe to the idea of don't ask I Mary, so which my my stands for nothing. Um, but ebbs and flows, right? So I think it's like 80-20 sometimes and 70-30 other times. And maybe in a very rare occasion you're hitting a 50-50 split. But yeah. unless you are in one of those uh relationships and power dynamics where it is, my husband takes care of me financially. I am kicking it. I can do what I want to do. So I'm focused on these kids and whatever it is. Unless it's one of those obvious gender roles, um, pairings and in the reverse. So if the woman's out there bringing home the bacon and like I would I would expect if I was her that my man, if he isn't in a similar situation, would be with the kids and cooking and whatever. So I say that to say I think it just ebbs and flows based on, you know, where each partner finds himself. I don't think that no matter what, if my husband's bending over backwards and working his ass off, that when he gets home on principle, he should clean as much of the house as I did and spend as much time putting the kids to bed as I did because we both made them. Like, I think it's very much a situation where you have to take into consideration how many demands each partner has outside of the house. Yeah, I think that that's partly true, but I'm pretty 50-50 about it. (laughs) And I actually, that's my advice to like, literally, it's so funny. I got pregnant with my first kid and my best friend called me and said, listen, when that baby comes, you need to make sure that Shannon has one-on-one time with that kid. He changes the diapers. He does all the things. And, And part of that is... Not because to say that like men don't want to, but there is a lot on the woman and the baby's firstborn, especially if you just choose to breastfeed because Mm -hmm. you do, the baby just requires you most of the time. And I'm Mm -hmm. a star, your producer could second this. But at the same time, if you as a mother do not enable uh, your husband or your significant other to learn and do things their own way, then they just won't. 
you know, because it's a part of it sometimes like as women's like we can do it. We, we sense the baby. We feel like we know our baby the best because we actually do have part of our brain that like scientifically increases when you're pregnant. It's and mm-hmm. makes us more sensitive to hearing our baby's cries. And so we feel like we can do it better than anyone else. And so it's very natural. It's very easy for us because we love our children so much. We want to give them the most extreme comfort that we're like, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Ugh, I'll just do it. I'll just mm-hmm. do it. it. And it's you get to the point like where the husband, you know, maybe just doesn't feel like they're capable. Like they don't even trust themselves mm-hmm. to be alone with the right, kid because yeah. you've never given me the opportunity to learn. Right. And I don't want to be scared. And I mean, and I have friends who will literally will go out to dinner with us. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I got to go back because like my husband can only be alone with the kids for 30 minutes before he freaks out. And I'm like, well, girl, you did that. Like, we'll tell, like, mm-hmm. you did that. Like, yeah. you could have also encouraged him to be more involved in the beginning and, like, and welcomed him to, but she's, she's a perfectionist and kind of a control freak and doesn't really mm-hmm. like to let the responsibility go to anybody else. And then you get upset whenever they don't want to chime in 50 50, but it, you kind of have to set that standard in the beginning. You have to enable them to learn how to do things so that they can. And there's not one way to do change a diaper it's not well there is kind of one way to change a diaper but there's not one way to put <laughs> a kid to bed <laughs> right, right. Uh, i don't know That's so really i point. am pretty i'm pretty 50 50 about it i mean i really feel like it's not just for me it's for the as far as the kids go because they are they need their dad just as much as they need their mom and they need that connection and that time that quality time and i kind of disagree like if you had a long day and you weren't home until seven o'clock yeah put the kids to bed because they haven't seen you all day uh you know and i love that you you. have a different perspective that's why i love having people (laughs) on the podcast who are like completely opposite in life chapters than me because i don't know shit about half this stuff i'm not living it and so i'm like so this is what i'm thinking as a wife of no one and a mother of none. Um, well, and I you mean, say that, and I'm like, that makes total sense. I mean, house duties, I think you're right. I think you have to be flexible about that, right? Like if somebody's mm-hmm. working 50 hour weeks and the other one's not, come on. Like you just, yeah. it, it is what it is. But as, when it comes to the kids, yeah, no, I'm pretty 50 50 about right. that. that. That makes total sense, actually. That makes sense. I like it. I like it. I think you've swayed me to, to add something else to my list. <laughs> of what to expect just when you get pregnant and you have that baby exactly oh absolutely absolutely a baby zoe (laughs) zoe number two uh veronica anything to add um i'm on board with you guys but definitely in my experience there's certain chores that like i love to do like i love to do laundry so my ex never had to do laundry because i enjoyed doing it i love cleaning you know i love sweeping it's ridiculous i like sweeping i like doing Where all was this the energy when you stayed at my house for two weeks Girl, was- i was a guest i was a guest <laughs> <laughs> like the lies. <laughs> but my ex loves to cook so he would always cook you know it's kind of just being thoughtful and considerate so like i know he loves to cook but i wouldn't make him do it all the time like i do it once in a while but i'm doing the laundry i'm picking up more because he's going to work every day so it's just about yeah. being considerate i think that's what makes it more fair, you know, and equal. That's what equal is. Just being thoughtful. Yeah. I hate doing the dishes. Shan does the dishes. I'm more of a laundry Mm -hmm. person, but 
he actually does more laundry than I do. I don't like to do any of it. I'm more of a don't do the chores person. <laughs> same, same. I'll cook though. I will live in a kitchen morning, noon, and night, like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't mind. I'll come home from a long day of work and hop right in the kitchen and like want to make that for my partner or my family. Um, just because that's kind of like a way I show love. So I, I think, yeah, like to your point, Veronica, it's very much tailored to who the people are. It's so annoying to me when you get like partners or people who are like, well, it's not fair and it's just 50, 50 and, da, 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 and da, I cook you clean. It's like, we like different things. We're different people. Like if I'm willing to cook and be in the kitchen all day, every day, like do the dishes all day, every day. Like who cares for me? It's just like, does it make sense? Does it feel like a balance, a yin-yang situation. If so, who cares who's doing more of one thing versus another. Final expectation versus reality. My partner has to be my best friend and or sole confidant. Have you found that to be true in your experience? My partner definitely has to be my best friend or else it won't keep my interest. Um, it just wouldn't work out for me. It's just, I have to feel like you're my person. I need my person. Mm-hmm. Carissa, uh, yeah. You that's something... Yeah. So confident. Yeah. Confidant. Is that how you called it? Yes. That. <laughs> I feel like he's that. I mean, I also have my best girlfriend and I need those too, but, <laughs> but yeah, obviously he's a best friend as well. And okay. No, no, no. You guys are getting like, well, you Carissa, are getting into like the gray area of like, yeah, he's like my best friend, but then I have my best friend and that's not <laughs> oh, yeah. him. But, like, well, he's he's definitely my best friend. Because <laughs> you have your best friend things that I I like like my husband's like a different kind it's a different kind of best friend than like my yeah. best friend girlfriend. What about soul confidant? Like the person you tell everything. Yeah. Yes, or are there things everything. you wouldn't tell your husband and you would only tell a best friend? Well, yeah. That's true too. <laughs> it depends. If it's about somebody else, sometimes I can't tell him. I'm not that person. See, I don't follow that rule of like husbands don't count in secrets. Like, yeah, you tell I me not to tell rule. Shannon. It, you do follow. See, I yeah. don't, wait, wait, wait. So, who do I need to stop telling my secrets to? I can't figure it out. So, Chris, you, you believe- tell me not to tell Shannon. I absolutely will not tell Shannon. Will not tell Shannon. Okay. And Veronica no. is. Good. So if you so say you're you don't my tell, then Veronica. I won't tell. But if you don't give me that disclaimer, like, don't tell, then like, you always think, like, if you tell one person, their husband or wife automatically knows. Like, you get into bed, you pillow talk, you drop everything. Like that's I, mean, I assume that my partner, my partners, my best friend's partners know more than my best friend is letting on. But, yeah, I will say, I'll give you the disclaimer. But if I tell you, do not tell anyone, I shouldn't have to add... Including your husband. Yeah, Sometimes I will. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't want any room for misunderstanding. Don't tell Jake, John, Jim. Um, no, but yeah, then told I me not to tell him, him, I won't tell him. Pitch. And yeah, that's the I thing too. Pitch. But he's the same way. I mean, if he's not supposed to tell mm-hmm. me, he won't tell me, and we're we're fine with that. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's yeah. came, like news has came out later, and I'm like, oh, I knew, and he'll be like, oh, it's like well, I couldn't tell you. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> right. And you know, when that gets interesting, like I feel like. We well, yeah, because I'm close enough with both of you, and you, we've all met like each other's partners when we all had partners. So it was like foursomes. Like I've been in those situations, right, where like the four of us will be sitting at the table, and like he doesn't know that I know that my man <laughs> told me that he did it, or I'm like. I don't really know what happened with him because so-and-so won't tell me. And so like everyone's carrying secrets within like the couple pairing too. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. You and me, you 110% a few times have told me things that I was not allowed to tell Shannon 
because <laughs> yeah. your boyfriend at the time was friends with Shannon. And I was like, yes, you exactly. Like, uh, or exactly. your ex-boyfriend or right. whatever well, it was. Like, it's not just like, oh, babe, we're going to hang out with Carissa and Shannon. Now it's like, oh, God, my man is friends with Shannon. I'm friends with Carissa. I need y'all to be my friend before you're his friend. If it's time to pick a friend in the battle of the secrets. (laughs) So, and and honestly, it's easier for him to just not know. Like if, if like you're dating a new guy that is like, I'm not even going to tell Shannon because I don't want it to come up a conversation with your ex. And then your ex now knows more information than you need to know. Cause then Shannon's going to feel awkward because he's a fucking terrible liar. So it's better for him to just not, no, because he yeah. won't give it away. And then in two it's also seconds. good when you're you're friends with like the ex guy too, because it's like, okay, tell Shannon to tell him. <laughs> she, she was, I think she just went out with this fine ass dude. Yeah, she hopped on the PJ. I think they're they're in Mexico right now. I think, but don't tell her. I told you. Don't tell her. I told you. So like, we can try to convince Shannon to be a plant. Except Shannon's a real one. So he really, I don't know if Shannon's ever risen to the occasion of any moments when I wanted him to be a plant or like be an operative, <laughs> like a special ops on my There's side. Still time. Like, still time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like I'm like, yo, Shannon, can you just go like say this to him next time you guys hang out? Shannon's like, ah, look, an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> like, we need to talk about this. Like, he gets real uncomfortable in awkward situations. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be in it as any smart man would. Like my friend, my girlfriend's guys and my men at certain points are always like, I don't want any parts in the drama. Leave me out of it. Like, just let me know when we're going to brunch or whatever you're going to drag us to. That's it. Um, This was so fun. Um, Girls chat. This was, I feel kind of vulnerable and like I'm going to regret slash probably edit out 20% of what I said today. Do what you got to do. Okay. Where can everyone find you guys if they want to keep up with you? Shows of your own, podcasts of your own, brands they can buy. um, where, Where can they get all the things? Carissa, it's CMT. Yeah, watch me on CMT Hot 20 Countdown. It's on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday mornings. And you can follow me on Instagram at Carissa Culliner. All right, Veronica. So you guys can follow me on Instagram. It's Veronica underscore Payne, Veronica with a K. And be sure to check out my jewelry. It's Ana, and that's O-R-A-A-N-A official on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it is gorgeous. So I highly recommend you guys check it out. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. This was fun. So fun. So I miss fun. you. I miss you too. I'm coming to Nashville, truly, I think in the next couple of months here. Um, so we'll make a long weekend out of it. You can take me to all the cool kid spots since I'm assuming. I don't know them yet, but I'll, I'll learn them. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy. Yes. If you are listening and want to be featured on the podcast, if you have a real woman, real story, or a wild confession, you can submit that to us on the website, hothappymess.com, or slide in our DMs at hothappymess on Instagram. We've got new episodes coming every Wednesday. That's right. We're moving to Wednesdays now, guys. And if you're loving what you're hearing, then leave us a quick review. Five stars will do it. We love a words of affirmation moment. We can do ratings on Spotify now. So five, 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 five all the way. Okay. As a matter of fact, we have a review right here from a lovely listener named Asia.everything. She says, new fave with 
starry eye emojis. Love that. This podcast has been a joy to listen to and very relatable. In particular, I enjoyed the episode that discussed relationships because that's what I'm going through right now, learning my partner while also still learning myself. Also, the sex episode is very entertaining, but informative. LOL. Um, Well, I'm glad that you're loving the episodes, Asia. If you listening right now haven't, you can go back and listen to the best sex ever episode with Dr. Donna. We get into a lot of juicy things, no pun intended, and we might have a part two soon. So go check out the best sex ever episode. Um, Share this episode with someone if you think they'd be into it. And in the meantime, you can check me out on Instagram at Zuri Hall and at Hot Happy Mess. And we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.